0: Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. Happy Sunday. Um, Hope y'all all all are staying safe. Please know that we are praying for y'all. We miss you. Uh, But let's continue to do community in the way that we've been doing it uh, these past weeks. And we'll continue to do it um, as long as we need to. And I cannot wait to see all of you again soon. Uh, This week we're in our second part of our three-week series called Greater Than. Now, this this series is all about how Jesus is greater than. And and this week, it's about how Jesus is greater than temptation. Okay? Last week, Davon talked a lot about um, how Jesus didn't live up to anybody else's expectations. He far exceeded them right? Um, The Jews thought that Jesus, also known as the Messiah, was going to come and just conquer all their enemies and just lay waste to all of their oppressors and set them up um, as kind of the chief kingdom in the world. Um, Religious leaders of that day thought that the Messiah was going to come to solidify more so their roles in society, even the disciples completely missed it, right? Like, Jesus so far exceeded their expectations. That, and it, gosh, so many times they didn't even know who he was. I think of Peter so many times. Like, that dude just did not get it. But again, this week we're talking about how Jesus is greater than even your temptations. So when I was growing up um, and got into high school, you know, started to certainly like girls and be interested in dating and stuff like that. Um, Man, every single time I approached a girl or walked up to a girl to talk to her with the intent of getting to know her, maybe possibly ask her out on a date, it literally looked like a plane crashing into the earth without an engine. Like it was comical. It, It was almost like I forgot how to speak English. In those moments, you would have died laughing if you could have seen it. But you know, what's so funny is my mom always told me how loved I was. She always said, you're so great personality. You're so attractive. Have you ever heard the term, a face only the mother can love? Yeah, I probably have one of those admittedly. But here's the point. My mom would say things to me and I felt completely different about myself from what she was telling me. In fact, if I could have taken what my mother said about me and approached life that way, I would have been so much more confident. You might be thinking, how in the world does this relate to what we're talking about this week? Well, check this out. Let's go to Jesus' baptism in Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to stop him, saying... I need to be baptized by you, Jesus. I I, I don't need to baptize you. You're the Messiah, right? Jesus replied, let it be so now. In other words, no, we're going to do that now, and it's going to be you that baptizes me. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John agreed. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and landing on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son with whom I love and with whom I am well pleased. Right then and there, Jesus, or God rather, gives Jesus his identity. And to to anybody else who was listening in those moments too, right? Literally God's voice, this is my son, with him I am well pleased and I love him. Now, Why is it important that God gives Jesus that identity in front of all of those people in that moment? Well, continuing on in Jesus's life and in the story, immediately after his baptism, Jesus goes into the wilderness. Now, I'm gonna read this, and then I'm gonna point some things out. Then Jesus, starting in chapter four, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written. And every time, by the way, it says, It is written. Jesus is referencing the scriptures. In other words, he's referencing something that God said. It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you were the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. In other words, you can jump off a cliff and you're not going to fall because you're Jesus. Here's what Jesus says to him. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of all of the world in all of their splendor. And he said this, the devil did, All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended to Jesus. Now, notice I pointed out it is written right? And that's what Jesus says in response to the devil every single time. In other words, when Jesus says it is written, here's what he's saying. Devil, I hear what you're saying, but God, my father, who controls all of this, who is completely sovereign, says differently. And that is truth. He is the one who establishes what truth is. So every single thing that you're saying to me right now is a lie. How do I know that? Because scripture tells me that it is. So what do we do that with that, y'all? Like, what, what, what do we do? Well, I'll tell you. You get in tune with the heart of Jesus. You start listening to what God says instead of what your circumstances say or what you think about yourself or what other people say about you, right? You start listening to the truth of God because here's the truth. You are united with Jesus. So when you're tempted, you listen to what God says. That's why Jesus is greater than your temptation, right? Romans 6, 5 through 7 says this, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with y'all listen to this, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. In other words, the freedom comes with us being united and one with Jesus and letting the truth of what God says about the world and about um, ourselves and about all of these different things that we can be tempted about god establishes what truth is in direct opposition to all of those now check this out is this what i'm saying that because if i'm united with jesus that i should never ever ever feel afraid and i should literally be the most confident human being on the face of this earth No, I'm not telling you now just because you're united with Jesus that you're going to make every single sports team, including an NFL team, that you ever try out for. But you listen to the identity that God gives you. You are no longer a slave to sin. You can have confidence that the creator of the universe goes with you in these moments. It's so easy to be afraid and wrapped up in all of this COVID-19 business. It's so easy to listen to everything you are told during all of this stuff. And after hearing it, you lose hope, right? I mean, we're not at school. We're not at work. Your parents aren't at work. You're You're all living on top of each other constantly when you're not used to being around each other that much, Y'all, these are stressful, stressful times, but we have hope. Recently, I came across um, something that somebody sent me, and it's the difference between God's voice and Satan's voice. Listen to these things. I I just thought this was so appropriate and and just so great. God's voice stills you, whereas Satan's voice rushes you. God's voice leads you, whereas Satan's voice pushes you. God's voice reassures you, whereas Satan's voice frightens you. God's voice enlightens you, whereas Satan's voice confuses you. God's voice encourages you. Satan's voice discourages you. God's voice comforts you. Oh, listen to this one. Comforts you. Satan's voice worries you. God's voice calms you. Satan's voice obsesses you. God's voice convicts you. In other words, it makes you aware of of your sin. Whereas Satan's voice condemns you. Like there's no hope. I'm such a bad person. There's absolutely no hope for me. So here's the question, guys. What are you listening to in the midst of all this? Are you listening to God's voice? Or are you listening to Satan's voice. Let's listen to God's voice. Y'all, There are some discussion questions for you to discuss uh, that we put up in the app for this week. Um, check those out. Now go to your groups, talk about this. We love y'all. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much just for the opportunity, even to do community in this way. Father, thank you that your voice is the voice of truth. Father, there are going to be so many things, and there are so many things in our world right now that are telling us all of these different things, um, and they result in worry and hopelessness and things of that nature. Father God, just remind us of what you say truth is. Father, remind us that when we are tempted, we can lean on you and on Jesus to resist that. We can understand and know and listen to and lean on your truth thank you so much uh, just for this even virtual time with all of my friends Um, thank you so much for loving us Um, thank you so much for providing for us and thank you most of all for your son and it's in his holy precious matchless name i pray amen all right y'all have an amazing group Love y'all. See you next week.